Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. So scary, won't let them bury me. Uh, That's why I keep my 30. I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money. I'm getting money. Uh-huh. These niggas hilarious. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. We got a very special, we got special guests in the building. First of all, Drift, how you doing, my boy? How you living? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, finishing up my internship this week, heading back home. Had to say some goodbyes, which uh, was kind of sad, but uh, I'm super excited for this episode. We got a lot of people in the building, so uh, Vito, you want to go take legends, it away? Legends yeah. in the building. First of all, let me give these people their flowers before they even come on. Um, Songs of Saturday podcast is, I want to say the official Virginia Tech podcast. Like, I'm not saying it probably is. It probably, y'all probably, before we get into introducing y'all, are y'all employees? Let's get to the real shit. <laughs> no, no, not employees. <laughs> uh, I got to say, it is, uh, it is a joy to be here, and we are as big or bigger fans as y'all uh, as y'all are of us. Um, I love Don V Fridays. It is an honor to be here. But no, we, to answer your question, we are not employees, unfortunately. A lot of people be saying that y'all, the sons is employees. Who paying y'all? Are y'all no, no. Well, if they were paying us, then if they were paying us, then they wouldn't be paying Grayson because Greg, because they probably wouldn't have brought Grayson. Grayson's usually on. That's the good balance. You got me and Pat who are super optimistic. You got Grayson who's a little bit more pessimistic, but no, no checks have been popping through. Uh, this is a, this podcast is brought to you by me or our podcast is brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy and our portfolio of guys, but not not Virginia Tech. That's hey, not shout out. Hospital. Shout out Main Street Pharmacy. <laughs> hey, that That's check, right. Bro. Cut that check. You me like, hey, people, hey, th- hey, people. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just going to say people, I guess, think this is some kind of inside operation or whatever. And it, it's not that it's not that at all. You know, it's just three guys having a good time talking about. Virginia Tech, a school that we all love. And it's the same thing as you guys. We all want the right. same thing at the end of the day. Exactly. Right. Right. But let me get y'all y'all flowers while y'all here. Uh, y'all are almost not like when people talk, think Virginia Tech media in a way. Y'all almost, y'all deal with like the TSLs and the key plays, like y'all footprint in such a short time. Mind you, the key play been around for years like shout out to them shout out to tsl shout out to all the other virginia tech podcasts but y'all got the biggest footprint right now y'all got the juice right now i want to give y'all y'all flowers while y'all here and i also want to put it out there to vt twitter hokey twitter all our bros out there there is nothing but mutual respect there's no uh positive side negative side beef 
Now, it's some people on VT Twitter. I don't care if they're positive or negative. It's, it's a lot of people that I do like, and it's a lot of people that I don't like. But we can get into all that shit later, man. I want to thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on Don V Fridays. We're going we gonna, hey, we to talk our shit, though. And it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Welcome, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank we you, We wouldn't guys. want it any other way, Don. We're coming on here, uh, and we know we knew that you – and Tokyo wasn't going to hold anything back, so we're so we're we're excited. We're excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired up. I for one am fired up for this. I know Grayson's been following for a long time as well, but uh, I was talking on the phone with my dad earlier this week, and the first time I ever discovered Don V was before the 2009 Alabama game on YouTube. <laughs> And Don V yeah. was talking smack on YouTube to Alabama fans, and it was hilarious. And I've been, I've been a Shout fan. Shout out to all them Alabama fans. I didn't, uh, I didn't know how many different ways you can get called the N word until I talked about them Alabama fans. TV eight, like they showed me a new level of racism, and I want to thank all the Alabama fans that ran them views up. And that's crazy. You were day one for real, then. That's when I kind of started making videos too, two thousand nine. Oh, flashback Friday. Flashback yeah. Friday right there. Pat, Pat's got me beat, um, but I remember distinctly it was after the Wake Forest game, and I think I was in, like, a YouTube deep dive, and somehow you came up <laughs> on suggested videos. And I and it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching, and I, I am, like, dying, like, dying laughing. Like, when you hit the uh, – you're, like – if I see if I see Scott Leffler, it's on site. And I immediately, I'm like, yo, everybody. I was living with all football guys at the time. I was like, everybody in the living room, y'all got to watch. Y'all got to watch this video. And we sat down rolling watching that for like 14 minutes. When the camera dies in the middle of it, you come back. It was, uh, <laughs> man, I'll never forget that. that was I, was in some, I was in pain. That was the Wakey Leak game. Yeah. The Wakey <laughs> That was the wakey leak game. Hey, shout out Shane Beamer for cheating, man. We salute all our cheaters and scammers on Don V Fridays. He's come this a long is, way. This is a pro oh, cheating podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, he has come a long way. But yeah, that was the wakey leak game. That was the infamous 0 0 uh, through four quarters game. But uh, yeah, man, we got the Suns on, man. We got a couple questions for y'all before we get into this like a round table discussion about the UNC game and Virginia Tech in general. The fans, the fans want to know, man, how did the songs come together? How'd y'all come to be? Well, first, I mean, before anything else, like Bill and I graduated the same year. Pat is class 2017. Bill and I moved to new cities. He moved to Atlanta. I moved to Los Angeles. Pat was in Northern Virginia and Bill used to call me and Bill and I like weren't super tight at Virginia Tech, but we knew each other. And he and I kind of had that mutual connection of we just moved to this big new city. So he and I would talk on the phone about all things Virginia Tech. And Bill would hit me up every single day. And we did that for like two months. And then I told Bill, I said, hey, listen, man, like, you know, these conversations are great. I got to introduce you to my boy, Pat. He's a diehard Hokie. He loves it as much as you. And so what ended up happening, long story short, is we got on these three-way phone calls. And that started happening every day and we would just talk about everything mm. that we loved about virginia tech again long story short uh these these phone calls turned into like hour-long conversations sometimes longer than that and bill at the time was doing a podcast by himself he had just finished up the hung up podcast that he was doing with his buddy willie hansen 
And he taught, he basically pitched the idea to Pat and I and said, listen, guys, like, I love this. I love what we're talking about. I think it's good material. I think people would listen to this. Who knows? Would you guys be down to just record like one episode of basically a phone conversation? And Pat and I said, absolutely. Like, sure, let's do it. There's nothing we love talking about more than Virginia Tech. And so sure enough, we did it. Bill, what was the umbrella that you were under at the time? The the desk podcast or the? <laughs> it was uh, uh, it was uh, the Hung Up podcast, and then uh, Willie couldn't do it anymore, so I called it the Hung Up podcast, or uh, I called it the Table Talk podcast or something. No, it was it was Speakeasy okay. podcast. Speakeasy uh, podcast. Speakeasy podcast. That's right. The yeah. Speakeasy and podcast. So- um, and yeah, and then it kind of just all came together, and I guess the compelling event really was uh, was Pat and I went to a uh, Georgia Notre Dame game, which was just out of this world like environment and everything else uh and then we recorded a podcast that next week uh right before that 20 uh 2018 season kicked off and it's crazy to think that it's been two three years now that we've been doing it yeah and the reason we really wanted to do it or the reason we started me and Grayson weren't really into we were into the idea but we weren't ready to commit to it as far as just joining a podcast with Bill but then we went to this game uh the Georgia Notre Dame game it was like the most unbelievable atmosphere I've ever experienced. And it was a great football game too. But uh, you know, after that SEC experience in Athens, we came back and like that next Monday morning, it comes out from tech and with Babcock that tech is going to be playing SEC opponents over the next you know decade and a half. And I think games against like Ole Miss and Carolina, uh, South Carolina and Alabama were all put on the calendar for the next 15 years. So then we jumped on and said, all right, guys, let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about that game and that experience in Athens. But also, let's give everyone our wish list of who we want, who we want to play, you know, which which towns we want to visit and so forth. And turns out people kind of liked it. And we decided to just keep building and realize that we had something special. Last thing I'll add on it on why we did it. All of that. And I kind of couldn't stand uh, the current state of the coverage that we were getting. I just wanted to, whether 10 people mm-hmm. listen to it or a million people listen to it, I was just like, look, I'm just going to speak on my experience. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm smarter than other people. I just want to get my perspective out there. We all have a three really good uh, different perspectives with Grayson, his entire family going to tech forever and Pat's entire family going to tech forever. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember that uh, that time where there was like not a lot of media around Virginia Tech because I, it was a couple of years back and I was at home invested in the program in a media standpoint and I like could not find anything on the internet and I ended up stumbling across your guys' podcast. I think the first episode that I listened to was one with Trey Turner on. Um, and so, and then I listened to, you know, a couple others after that and, and kept listening as I got older. But um, no, you're completely right about that aspect. I did want to ask you guys about, you know, like the idea of expanding to a network. And that's something that you guys did. You said you went and saw the Notre Dame game uh, and Notre Dame is like a part of your guys' network now that you cover. So did that play in there? Is there like some sort of connection there that started that? Yeah. Uh, So expansion first was we really wanted to, um, well, uh, Professor Werdelik has been a huge help with us uh, when we expanded just at Virginia Tech. We wanted to cover men's sports, women's sports, things going on on campus, Um, things going on with alumni to just interest people year round uh, where if someone doesn't care about football, they just love hanging out with Pat, Billy and Grayson through their headphones every Monday. Uh, And we just wanted to kind of talk about the things that were important. 
Uh, then we got students involved. We have actual students that are getting class, class credit for working with us and uh, former alumni writing with us. Uh, but then we expanded. Um, we've had people reach out and say, you have a, a really cool name, really cool website. And we've just been looking for top talent at different schools to bring them on uh, to expand the brand at different universities. Um, in talks with some other ones now, growing at, uh, the, the thing is we definitely wanna add different schools, but make sure it's the right fit. So that's why we haven't been going crazy with it. But the Notre Dame guys have been doing a great job. We have a national podcast as well. Um, and uh, just continuing to uh, add where we see fit. And hopefully hopefully we're uh, doing this and this exclusively one day. That's that's the dream. Yeah, shout out to the Notre Dame. They had Tommy Reeves on that bitch. So they must be doing something, right? Yeah. They got, yeah, they got access like that. Mm-hmm. Those guys are great. They're they're killing it, and they they kind of put their own style and MCs and flair on it, and and have their own unique editing abilities and things like that. And so, I mean, all I'll say for right now is just stay tuned. We're we're hoping to add a few more schools here. Uh, can't say quite yet what it's going to look like, but we uh, we're excited, man. Uh, you know, it's it's really really cool to see where it started and and what it's becoming. Yeah, you guys were definitely right about that whole name thing. I do think you guys have a really good name, and I was surprised that you guys actually managed to get that name and nobody else had it first. But we uh, were too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems it. Yeah, exactly. Especially for how recent you guys like started this shit. Credit yeah. to Pat. That was Pat's. That's Pat. Pat. We were, we were kicking day. around. I had some horrible name ideas, and Pat. Uh, what were some Pat, of the other ones? What were some of the other ones? What was oh, the graphic somebody made for us? We had like a uh, enter exit. Oh, oh man! Oh, here's some tea. Here's some tea. Exit light. Enter podcast was my <laughs> podcast idea for a name, and then the two seven six hokey clown guy DM'd me and was like, "Hey man, I'm looking to start a podcast. Uh, I need I need a name. Can you help me out with a name." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, man. Like here's a here's an old idea that I had." And here, here's the graphic, like here's the actual logo, like you can have it. And then, you know, he's, he's going out and now this guy's probably, I'm probably on his most hated list. He's definitely listening right now, but I mean, I guess shout out to exit light. You don't even do it anymore. I think he got bullied off the internet um, or off the podcast net, but uh, yeah, that was one of the names that we were kicking around. And then Pat was like, dude, that name, that's name's not great. So I'm just going to come up with a great name. And then we got it trademarked. And the rest so you gave 276 the part, the exit light name. And the logo. And, and the logo. logo. <laughs> and the logo. T for real. Yes. Yeah. It's not even T. It's just how it went down. And then the guy went hey. rogue. I don't know what happened. Now here. Oh. Billy. Billy, they love you, then they hate you. I don't Billy know. Beefing, <laughs> Billy beefing with 276 is some of the funniest. <laughs> Hey man, talk your shit. Hey, and you speaking of beef, man, you got beef with Steve Bryce too. What's up? What's up with this? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, like, hold on. Hold on. Real shit. What's we, up with you and actually, Steve Bryce, man? Y'all got smoke? We, we, I don't think we have smoke. I think, I think, I think I took the bait early. I took the bait, <laughs> and now he writes in questions. He clearly listens to the podcast and submits difficult questions to answer. They're good so questions. I appreciate, I appreciate his participation. That's another example of someone, look, we may not see it the same way. You may be kind of prodding me a little bit with your question asking, your line of questioning, but we're going to be respectful and answer your questions. So I think the Steve Bryce thing is okay. The guy's just a little prickly, and that's okay. And I get easily I get easily angered 
Uh, but I think we bridged that gap. I think there's a little bit of mutual respect, but there's no, I don't think there's beef. If there's, I don't think beef, there's animosity. Five. I mean, he, he asks good questions. He's mm-hmm. always, he's always submitting letters from the lunch pail, yeah. which we appreciate. And, you know, again, I just think he's another guy who's, who a wants the same thing that we do, but you know, like the guys here at Don V Fridays, they, they kind of want it a little bit faster and maybe a different way. Mm-hmm. So, and that's fine. Fair. Yeah. So yeah, shout man. out to shout Steve out, Bryce. Shout, shout out yeah. Steve Bryce. Steve Bryce. If I ever see you in Blacksburg, I'm slapping the shit out you, my boy. And you know where, <laughs> but moving on, moving on. When did y'all realize, okay, we got a hit. Like, okay. The Yeti episode. We got the juice. We got the juice. What, what, the Yeti episode. Not a, it's not a question. I think, I think, I think we knew. I spent so much time podcasting with Willie and by myself and having these phone calls that I knew we had a good flow and I knew that we were going to bring information that was, that was relevant uh, and that people would want to listen to, but not to, in no way is this like a, a, a self brag. It's more of like a, the Yeti episode shone a light, shined a light, shone a, a light on some of the real problems that the athletic department had, whether it came to funding, whether it came to recruiting and whether you saw those, you, we saw that in more wins, you fast forward two years to now and you look at some of the financial uh, differences and the different initiatives that have gone in or the extra hiring that we've done in the, uh, in the athletic department related to recruiting specifically I think that some of that has to do with people getting to actually hear from Yetzi, who is someone with boots on the ground, understanding UVA has seven more recruiting assistants than we have at Virginia Tech. Or this is what our funding is compared to a Wake Forest or a Pitt. Um, and that's, that, that was our most, to this day, is our most listened to podcast. That's above Coach Fuente, who we did months after. That's above other Coach interviews. Foster, after. Trey I mean, Turner, Andre Davis, you name yep. it. Like, it's yes. I looked at it. It today. was controversial too. It was I, was, I looked at it today, it and there are over a hundred people who have listened to it in the last month. So people are still going back and listening to this podcast two years removed. So uh, that was yeah. probably the most transformational one that we've done. Shout out, shout out, Yetzi, and he, he put some respect on my name when he was talking to. Shout out, Yetzi, man. You, uh, another another Twitter account. We had a guy change his name to Bleep Yetzi. I think his name's Ricky Diaz. This guy hated yes. the Yetzi. Hey, yeah. 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 <laughs> so hey, I mean, whether you hey, liked Rick, it or hated Rick, it, definitely turns to him. Ricky's my guy, man. Ricky's one of the bros, but he felt some type of way. Let me just say this while we talk about it. You right. He did shed some light on a lot of things. I just did not like when he said, and I'm you hearing it from me, when he said some about 10 cycles of Virginia recruits, and he was saying kids were overrated. And I was saying, and I still say this, I stand on this, you cannot say things like that publicly if you're on the staff because, yeah, 10 years of Virginia recruits, they might have all been trash, but the next 10 are all related to the last 10. Mm-hmm. Recruiting goes... I'm from, and I say this shit every episode, I'm from the 757, right? We are all related. Like, like even when we're not related, we're still related. So if you shit on somebody from Virginia Beach, I'm from Nupa News, that's still my brother. And I just did not like, it didn't sit right with a lot of people. I just think he could have, I just think he didn't have to go there. That's just me. Uh, yeah, and I, and the only thing that I would say to that, and it, it's, it's, it's I know we're going to talk about this later. It's similar to the to the um, to the uh, Jaquay episode, which was great. Jaquay's a great guy. Um, I spent a lot of time with him in the locker, or I spent time with him in the locker room. Um, 
But we have groups like that all over the country. There's a group from Patterson that was like that on my football, on my football team. Uh, there was a group from Englewood, New Jersey, who was like that on my football team. There's a sense of pride in that area and everybody that's from that area. Now, the one side of it is Yetzi came in and he just sp spoke facts on everything, whether people liked it, whether people didn't like it. He was just letting it, letting it fly. Uh, and I think all of it added together was a net positive. Um, and that's where last week where we had Jaquay talking about Coach Fuente saying, I'm sick of hearing about the 757. Part of me <clears throat> says, I can understand how people would, would look at that the wrong way and how that can damage relationships. I get that. Another part of me thinks college football coaches do that all the time. They say crazy stuff to you. And sometimes you got to not have a glass uh, a glass ego. Um, and, you know, if you want to ask some of the guys from the 757 how they feel specifically about, about Coach Fuente, you can ask the Ricky Walkers of the world, the Devin Hunters of the world, the Matua Pawakas of the world. You're going to have different answers from different folks. But Absolutely. I, think, I think that Virginia relationship, and I know we'll get to it later, is it had, we've definitely taken steps forward since then. Absolutely. I just still think it was crazy for somebody to say that shit publicly. That's, that's me. That's me. I think it's, um, what were you about to say? I said, I think that's a fair assessment. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of moving to the next thing, but I, do, I just wanted to ask you guys, what goes into your, like your planning? Do you guys like sit down and create some sort of like a, like a document before an episode or is it just kind of on the fly type of shit? Because here, me and Vito, we don't really talk uh, throughout the week a whole lot. We just kind of follow the same news and then we get on and start going. But uh, Grayson, you want to go ahead and speak on some of that? I'm actually going to let Pat take this one. Go ahead, man. I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, so every week we have a Google Doc. Try to try to set it up, you know, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday. And then, you know, if anything pops off on the timeline that's the drama of the week, we'll put it in the doc. If someone commits, like that goes in the doc. Um, you know, like something like, for example, with Babcock getting a, a contract extension, that'll go in the dock. And then from there, you know, we kind of uh, we jump in and say, you know, who wants to talk about what this week? Um, and we like to deliver on structure because um, when there, when it's the offseason, when there's no football uh, going on um, and there's no game to break down, you know, it's kind of hard to just structure a podcast. So we we uh, we launched into we call it three big things where we talk about, you know, what what are the three most relevant things that happened over the past week in Hokie Nation, whether it was, you know, a commit, um, whether it was a contract extension or wh whether it was the portal, which we had several, uh, several <laughs> conversations about over the, over the past few months. Um, I would say too, uh, a big thing that you guys do great. Uh, you can tell when a podcast is getting on there and they're taking a little bit more time because they're literally reading what's written down and just it's like, just put out an article. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do a podcast if you're right. going to write down a whole podcast. So it's more so writing down talking points. Like Pat and I did a podcast last week where we literally sat down. We put a couple of thoughts in a, in a, in a, in a, in a doc and then went for 50 minutes. Um, and then there's other ones where we have some more stat type stuff that we want to put down. We'll highlight it in our names and our color. Um, but we want to keep that conversational flow. Um, there are times where I'll have a stat, Cause I, cause, cause, cause I know Grayson, Grayson, and I've been friends for a while. And I'd be like, I know Grayson's going to, going to bring up such and such. And I'll have a little notepad with some <laughs> those points. I'm sure they're doing the same thing. Um, but that's essentially how we do it. 
I think we could all agree that the the most prep definitely goes into any interview that we have, especially like the, you know, when you have Coach Fuente on or if you have Coach Justin Hamilton on or Coach Foster, you want to you want to seem prepared. You don't want to just wing those and you want to you want to come with good questions. You want to come with the, the facts, do a little research on them and kind of tell their backstory. Those are the ones that that definitely like the, the, the doc, the Google doc that we'll make or whatever is the most colorful, if you will. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been trying to do recently as we like last week, we had Quay on and then with you guys here, just going a little bit deeper and like actually developing some sort of questions and, and researching a little bit more. But uh, Grayson, you're in, you're kind of, you're kind of chasing your dreams in LA going into the film industry. And like, when you say you do this research and create these questions, is that like kind of go hand in hand with what you're trying to do? I mean, a, a little bit, I guess not as, I guess not as much. I mean, my the 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 re, like I studied multimedia journalism at Virginia Tech, uh, which is great, especially for this. Uh, that kind of taught me how to to make sure I'm not. I, I'm biased. I'm biased. You know what? I don't care. I'm I'm a, I'm a diehard hokey. So, <laughs> so so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it from my angle and the way that I want to tell it. But I definitely think what I studied in college has helped with the podcast and in terms of writing articles on the website that we have. And, right. uh, and then, you know, the, the scribes that we've brought on, a lot of those people come from the multimedia journalism department at Virginia tech. So uh, in terms of, I guess what I'm trying to do out in LA, it doesn't correlate as much full transparency, but uh, what I studied in college definitely helps with this. So okay. if that answers your question. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Good shit. Um, and then I just want to ask you guys about that about that yin yang review that that we saw on uh, on the Apple Podcast app. So we got we got we recently got a review on on Apple Podcasts. I was talking about how Don V Fridays is sort of the yin yang to Sons of Saturdays because of, like the perspective that both of the podcasts have and kind of the angle that we take. And you know, I just wanted to ask you guys what are your thoughts on that. I know you guys probably saw that. Um, I know Don V tweeted it out. So just go ahead, full floor. Yeah. Uh, I got a helicopter flying over the house, but I'll go. Um, we uh, we definitely I don't listen to all of them. Um, some are better than others. Uh, we learn a ton from other podcasts. I love hearing different perspectives. Um, I just think, and Don, you you alluded to this earlier. It's okay for me to think one thing about a situation, and Grayson or y'all to think one way about a conversation, and then that's for all to get along. I don't understand. I, like I that just the 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 war and the rock throwing and stuff it's just it's exhausting i mean you see all the uva doesn't have anything going on so they're just watching what, what virginia tech is doing so they're always kind of laughing at everybody going back and forth right but i listen to y'all constantly i love i love y'all's content i love hearing your point of view the fans point of view is important uh the alumni's point of view is important um and that's kind of how you get the heartbeat of everything going on um so yeah i think i think that's a pretty great way to put it um, is they're very different. They're very different platforms, both fun to listen to, both have great insight. Um, and Don, especially you being from the seven, five, seven, being able to speak on that. I don't think there's another podcast out there that has that perspective. That's this consistent, at least. Um, so, uh, Dwight Vick, Dwight Vick, shout right, out Dwight Vick. OG, Victory OG. podcast. Absolutely. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I've looked at it. It's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah. The way, the way I like to see it is that, um, I plug into Don V Fridays every week. Um, one, because it's nice to hear the the other perspective. But two, honestly, you know, for the comedy. I mean, that's that's why I tune in because you guys we are gonna cut up. We, we gonna cut up on this bit. Y'all already know. <laughs> we gonna cut up. Always, man. Yeah, like cut up. 
you know, you guys are going to say some things that I might disagree with, but at the end of the day, like um, I'm, I'm here. Cause I like, I like hearing you guys go back and forth um, and, you know, whether it's talking about recruiting or reading a, a manscaped ad uh, that has me, you know, rolling on the floor laughing. Like that's what we need I'm those saying. ads. We need the manscaped ad. Manscaped cut that shit. Manscaped stop cutting that shit. I got a question. I got a question. All three of y'all. Is there pressure sometimes before going into an episode? Okay, maybe I was a little bit too negative last episode. We should cater to the positive people that want to hear that. Or maybe we was a little too positive. Maybe we should lean more, not negative, but more realistic. Do y'all ever feel a pressure to lean either way? Or do you I have, both? I have never felt pressure to not say how I feel about a situation. I have, before we recorded a podcast or after we recorded a podcast or after the final whistle blows after football game, said, I'm going to get shredded uh, these next these next 48 hours by everybody that listens to this podcast. But um, no, I, I, we always let we always let it fly. Um, you know, you obviously want to be uh, want to be respectful of the players. Um, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I've always uh, yeah, I, I speak my mind on it. That's a, like I said, it's a big reason why I started this. I wanted to put my perspective out there. And again, I don't I don't say my perspective is better than other people most times because sometimes people get on there and say some goofy shit. But um, but yeah, I, I just I just call it how I see it, and then I realize, you know, when we get blown out by Duke, it's not going to be a fun podcast to do that sure. Saturday night or Monday morning. I think I think what I, I think the greatest thing about the dynamic that all three of us have, and it's it's the same thing with you two, which I respect, is that you guys and Pat and Billy Ray and myself are unapologetically ourselves, and it's you know we're gonna we're gonna the, the points we make. I don't think there's ever been any pressure. I think out of the out of the three of us, I'm prob not probably. I'm definitely the most pessimistic in terms of just kind of where we stand as a football program, and I bring that. and And I, I like to be realistic, but Bill, his perspective in his head is the same thing. It's realistic, and that's how he feels. And Pat is the exact same way. It's like I don't think ever anyone has ever said, "Hey guys, you know, based on the reaction on the timeline, we have to cater to the audience." It's never been like that. Because a lot of these shows, like First Take. You got goofy ass Skip Skip Bayless, and those production meetings, they're literally making sure that there are two counter, there are two people talking about two different points, regardless of if one's absolutely asinine crazy, because most people would just agree with it all the time. But right. we'll get on there, and if we all agree on something, then we'll just keep it moving. Yeah, but we're not. I'm not going to say, okay, Grayson, here's the situation. You take this side, and I'm going to take this side. We don't do that. I'll right. I'll point right. out. I'll point out that. It is a lot objectively and subjectively, I think it is a lot easier for us three to come together and do a podcast on a Sunday after we won on Saturday. Stamp. So much easier um, because, I mean, we started this thing because we liked highlighting. We liked highlighting more of the good things. You know, we like to talk about Hokey Nation. We like to talk about tailgating. We like to talk about the fan experience and all the good that comes with that. And then, you know, when you have a bad game on the field, you got to talk about the negatives at some point, but it is 10 million times more fun, obviously when we're recording on Sunday morning, you know, after a dub. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to talk about the good stuff. And you know, it's, those conversations are different when it's, when it's a loss. So, I mean, we totally understand that. And Bill, when you're saying that 
you yourself and you talk about whatever you want to talk about and you don't, you know, you don't necessarily care in the moment because that's your opinion. That's exactly what Vito does. He has the same thing. And I look at him in that sort of light and that's, that's common ground for both, both podcasts. And I, I think that's really important, you know, for both of us moving forward. That's yin and yang they was talking about. I, I, I love the comparison. I mean, I, I think it's, and I, I think the main thing, Sons of Saturday and, and to make this crystal and abundantly clear, we don't have any ops, you know, we like, we don't hate anyone. We don't have any beef. Like we all, I said it at the beginning of this, we all want the same thing at the end of the day. That's what's important. You guys want the same thing as us. We want to win. We want Virginia, mm-hmm. we want Virginia Tech to win a national championship. That's Amen. what we all that's what we all want. So it's like, why waste the time beating each other up on the on the timeline when we all want the same thing? We're allowed to disagree though. Right. Big facts. Oh, we over here at Donby Fridays, we do got ops, we do got beef. Steve Bryce, you know what it is, my boy. If I ever catch you out in Blacksburg, I'm slapping this. Never, I'm fucking with y'all. Uh, I got a question for Bill. And what's the most misunderstood thing about Justin Fuente, Coach Justin Fuente? What's, we have us fans, and I think I'm speaking for most fans, we think Justin Fuente is a dick and an asshole and all this. What's the most misunderstood thing about Justin Fuente? Yeah, um, just speaking for not having a glass ego, um, I'm a perfect example of a player who I played 20 snaps at my time at Virginia tech, um, was by no means uh, a huge contributor. Um, I did my job, showed up to lift, did the best that I could. Uh, and he's gone out of his way since I've been done playing football. This is before I even started doing the podcast. So it wasn't like a, uh, you know, an inside interest type of deal, constantly asking how's work, how's things going. I saw this on the Twitter. How's this going? And that's common for all the players that I speak with. Um, he's constantly going out of his way. If you're one of his guys or one of the guys that, you know, did their job when they were there and took care of business, he's going to look out for you. Um, I've never not felt home or comfortable coming back to school. Um, genuinely cares about you as a person on and off the football field. That goes across the staff. Uh, I love that staff. I'm constantly talking with the strength coaches, talking with Coach Vice. Um, I've always felt welcome and I've always felt that with the previous staff. I think the, the disconnect really is several things. I think the biggest problem that has been facing our football program since probably 2018 has been recruiting, which is inexcusable. There's no reason that we should finish 40th, 50th, 60th. No, no, no disagreement there at all. Uh, it's three things. The second thing is PR. PR has been a disaster, a shit show, a, shit show. a disaster up until I think this year. Um, and I don't mean PR by just like players getting in trouble or anything like that. I mean, like our social media presence, making Virginia tech look cool. Um, mm. We haven't done a great job of that. That's something that has improved dramatically. I think in this off season uh, and that's shout out to Zach Lance, that shout out to all the guys that are doing that and basketball has been doing a great job too. Shout out Jordan Long. Shout out, Shout Jordan, out to Long. Jordan Long. He's an OG, OG too. And then, uh, and then the third thing I would say is 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 funding, and uh, and that's something that's improved too. And we've seen it in this class. I've talked about it on our podcast where our meeting rooms were embarrassing. Like our, I had a nicer meeting room at Paramus Catholic in high school than I did in college at Virginia Tech. Given the new funding, given the new upgrades to our weight room, to our players' lounge, those are things that these players care about. 
our players lounge that the players used to hang out with was looked like an 80 year old country club. There was massive space. You could like set up bocce ball. And then we had like Oak cherry wood tables, no gaming system, no like, um, you know, basketball or anything like that. That's all been renovated. So I think coach Fuente is a great guy. He's not coach Beamer. He's different than coach Beamer. There's never going to be another coach Beamer. We, we all need to understand that. Um, and he's his own type of, he's his own type of guy, but as a, as a coach player relationship, I I've gotten along great with him and I'd do anything for him. Um, he's always had my back and I got his, um, but all of that said this year, you got to win games. We got to win games. The, the recruitment's been up, which is great. Um, the funding conversation has been different. We brought in help where we needed it in the recruiting department. Got to win football games this year. That's, that's got it. To win. What's uh, your line? What, what, like what's your line? Where he got to hit or he got to so get fast? Has, what's your Vegas, line? Vegas has anywhere between seven and like eight. Um, mm -hmm. That's a big gap. I think <laughs> I'm going to get made fun of. I think we're going to win nine. I think eight is the drop dead. You got to hit eight. Uh, I don't love seven. I think you got to hit eight. I think we'll win nine. But I, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. So, so, so if he wins seven, you advocating he get fired right here on Don I didn't Friday. say I'm advocating that he gets fired. I'm saying I can understand the conversation being broached. I'm saying for there to be people to say, okay, let's move forward after this and get the, put, put the pitchforks down and evaluate again, get eight. I think that's like a, a that's like simmering. That's simmering. You get nine, great. We're gonna have a good recruiting class. Let's keep it rolling. You get in that seven six region, it's 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 very much a possibility. I'd I'd lean towards probably a probability, and then miss a bowl game, it's a wrap. So that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Uh, your opinion is welcome. Listen, if he gets seven, if he gets seven, that's seven and six, including the bowl game. Yep, he can he can bounce, man. He can bounce. Y'all know how I feel about the situation. What's your line? What he got? I say eight. I mean, eight. that's what we is expected eight, to is do. Eight, is eight. Don V's getting on here, and it's is Don V Fridays. I feel good about the state of the union. Or is eight like where where, where are you gonna eight, be? Where will you eight be? Eight is. Well, let's do it again. We're gonna run it back next year. Okay. See. Okay. Um, okay. me personally, I want to win. New Year's six bowls and all this. Listen, we listen. I don't know how far you go back. You know, you played for the school and everything. Mm -hmm. All of us as fans, we go back to the glory days, sure. whatever that may be. So we used to wear jewelry. Honestly, mm -hmm. I need I need rings on these fingers. These mm -hmm. fingers is naked and cold out here. So <laughs> that's 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 the that's what we trying to get back to. The old me would say, get us to the New Year's six or get out of here, but. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's not going to happen. So right. he went eight games. At least I won't cry about it all offseason. Okay. Yeah, and then in terms of my prediction, like when you say that seven to eight, I can totally see that. But I, I think it's like if I had to put the money down, I would I would say seven. Um, the problem is, is it's so it's so reliant on injury. Like I feel really confident about our ones, like across the board. I feel great about our ones. If Braxton Burmeister gets hurt, if Raheem gets hurt, if we have serious issues on the offensive line with health, James Mitchell gets hurt, Trey Turner gets hurt. That's there right. are multiple positions specifically on offense where we literally cannot afford injury. 
And that's the difference between winning four games or winning eight games is, is a single injury to a uh, key position. That's a fact. And that's recruiting. That comes down to not having the depth at these different positions. And losing players to transfer and stuff like that. But, you know. Uh, we, we could talk about – we've come out we've come out roses in the, in, the, in the transfer portal now. We've done well in the transfer portal. Right, but we, we, you, say, you just said Braxton Burmeister goes down. We just lost two quarterbacks to the transfer portal. I think Braxton Burmeister is the best what, out of everybody that was on the roster. I'd want to uh, – I'm, I'm not even saying that he's not the best. I'm just saying, like, the depth, the amount of players, yeah. two players right. gone. He okay. goes That's down. All That's all I'm saying. Okay, you're no, talking I, about uh, if, Okay. Yeah, no, if I, I agree with Drift and Don D, Burmeister goes down, we might be in trouble. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is y'all, are y'all fucking with Blumbrick? Y'all Blumbrick fans? I don't know anything about him. Yeah. I don't know anything I don't know anything about about him right now. I do know that from from experience like I'd rather have Quincy Patterson or Hendon Hooker than Connor Blumbrick if Braxton gets hurt. Um Bullock did look good in practice. Bullock uh I know we've seen, I know we've seen like, you know, three practices Billy's getting all fired up over there cuz uh cuz of uh I saw him throw. I saw him throw a comeback, and that guy looks pretty good. I don't know. I saw him. <laughs> the bullet, the, uh, the bullet and Burmeister. So. <laughs> well, the, you know, the thing is, and I just wanted to bring this up real quick. Like, if you walk into the UVA game with seven wins, and if Burmeister is hurt or if something's going up there, like, if you drop that UVA game with your quarterback hurt, like, what happens there? Yeah, like I that, mean, think about you know what I mean. Like, what 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 is the conversation about the about the you know, the state of the program after that. And I think that's the thing about, like, if that happens, people are going to be turning around and saying, okay, we just lost those two quarterbacks. Like, what happens next? Well, that's just kind of – it's so funny because you look at these last two seasons and they're such, they're, they're such inverses of each other. Like, the 2019 year was fun. I loved 2019. Uh, it was a great story. You turned the entire season around, and then you lose to UVA and Kentucky. And then you're kind of left with a bad feeling in your mouth. But then you look back and you say, look where we were and look where we finished. We won eight games. Should have beat Kentucky. I personally am of the belief that UVA just had a better team than us that year. Um, that's just one man's opinion. They, had, they certainly had the best football player on the field that day uh, with Perkins. Absolutely. He was, more, he was the most talented guy in the field. Um, but you were kind of left with this season that went pretty, pretty well for about 70% of the season. And then those last two games – kind of a gut punch and then you look back at last year uh where a guy like me my opinion was it was kind of watch it was just so crazy but it's it goes from uva is we are either getting a new coach or we are not getting a new coach and it's on this game and right it's, kind of, it's like if you get down to that last game you have seven wins you play uva yeah you, even though we say the number now your emotions are going to kind of take over after you see how the season trickles to an end or you finish through do you think that emotion goes up to the upper level management uh, like wit? Like, do you think like in that scenario where there's the seven wins, the loss to UVA, like, is that enough? Or do you think that buys him a chance on the sole fact of injury? And it's I like, think, Hey, you know, we had an injured player. If he hadn't been injured, we had a better chance. I, I like, here's my opinion. I trust, I trust Whit Babcock period. Like whatever he does, I'm rocking with that. The guy's got a – whether you agree on the Fuente hire or not, football aside, he's about at 100% hit rate with every other sport, baseball, basketball, track's been winning. Big Like it's going out of business. And y'all uh, are stuck with him now through 2029. No, so. see, what, is, what, is, what, is, what is that tone? 
That's, what? Who, I, I, that's not a negative no, connotation. No, that's a got, great I, thing. I, that's not hey, a negative. Hey, what are you hey, talking hey, about? Children. It's, it's the draw. Was that us? No, no. Hey, I'm y'all. No, I'm saying everyone is stuck with him now. Y'all being everybody is stuck with him now. No, no. I'm saying that in a in a good way. Whether you love or hate him, you're stuck with him now. Okay. He signed through 2029. All right. I, I'm what I'm trying to say is the hire of Fuente was an A plus hire across the board at the time, too. I don't think I don't at think I don't think for till 2017 was over. It was a slam dunk hire. I don't think you could look in the rear view and say what a bad hire. That was actually a an unreal hire for for the perception of college football at that time and for the next few years after you know a 10 win season in 16 and nine wins in 17. But continue, Bill. That's all I had on that. <laughs> I, I trust Wit. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how it would influence uh, up there. I do know people that have a lot more money than me uh, will have their opinions, uh, and they have the direct line to Mr. Babcock's phone, and they will express their opinions. Um, but I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting come the season. I think the most pivotal game might honestly be the West Virginia game because when you say, you know, we walk into UVA with seven wins, that's that's saying that we're losing to probably North Carolina, Notre Dame, uh, West Virginia, and I'm forgetting one team, Miami. Miami. Uh, So that West Virginia game, you know, I feel like if they lose that and start two and two, I think that's going to put the pressure on. Uh, Pat, you have have your uh, your magic wish for those four. What is your magic wish for those four games? I say if we win two of four, we're going to have at least eight wins on the year. Two of four to start and then walk into Notre Dame, two and two? No, no, two of four. Two, um, two of the four, Notre Dame, UNC, oh, West oh, Virginia. I'm and, thinking uh, of just the first four games. Miami. My bad, my bad. We're two and two after the first four games. <laughs> we're in we're trouble. We're going to have some serious problems. Big trouble. Yeah, I said this before, but I honestly feel better about Tech playing Notre Dame at two and two than – Three and one, four and oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did just something about that just rubs me the wrong way. But no, I think the West Virginia game is very important. And I think that'll get start the fire if uh the fire of being like the, all the talk if they don't win that game. So any of y'all going to Morgantown? I would be if I was in on the East Coast. Um yes. I, I would be if I was on the East Coast. I mean I, I am not. I keep going back and forth on it. I think I'm I think I'm gonna show up. Pat, you're going to be there. Stop playing. <laughs> you're going to be there with bells on, dude. <laughs> Come on. At the last, I was at the last West Virginia game. Shit got kind of action-packed in my section. Let me just okay. say that. You get any batteries thrown at you, Don V? I had a – I had a – somebody threw a – um a what is it, Bud Light? You know how the bottle be like aluminum? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Bud Light. Somebody, oh. <laughs> somebody threw a Bud Light at me. I believe that. Was that it? Was that up at FedEx? At FedEx. Yeah. If, if, if that was the worst thing that was thrown at you, honestly, that's a win. <laughs> it's a win because if they would have hit me, oh, we would have turned that bitch up in there. Let me just say that. We would have turned things to the next level. We would have took it. Then that uh, Malice at the Palace documentary dropped today. I, I'm watching it tonight. I'm excited. I got it. On, I got it. I got it on. I got it on. I'm it would have been. Something similar in FedEx Field in section wherever I was at, I was way up in the two hundreds or three hundreds or wherever. It would have been a movie up there. Let me just say that. Shout out to West Virginia fans. If y'all do go to Morgantown, get quadruple vaxxed. Uh, don't bring no valuables. 
wear bulletproof vests, everything like that, because it's gonna go down up there. Them fans are different. I'm gonna just say that they are quadruple vax. Get quadruple vax. Get quintuple vax if you need to be. Because some of the rabies and scratching and the, the, the itching and the bumps and shit I saw is it, different. It, it's, it's different. Them West Virginia fans. Drift, you got any more questions for the Suns before we start talking this UNC game? I guess my last one is what game are you guys going to? Do you guys are you guys going to a game together? So UNC. UNC, UNC will all be okay. there. UNC, September the 3rd. Mm-hmm. UNC, UNC and Notre Dame are definite for me. Those are locked. I really want to go to the Boston College game. Pat vehemently disagrees with me. Boston is one of my favorite cities in the world. I want to go to the Boston College game. And then I'm kind of talking myself into going to the Pittsburgh game. Because um, I hate Pitt. But um, we'll see. Definitely Notre Dame and definitely UNC. Okay. Okay. Good shit. I gotta go down. I gotta go down. I haven't. I haven't been down to Tulane Stadium. I've. I've been to a couple of Hokie games. I've been when they played Notre Dame. That comeback in uh, was it sixteen, yeah. maybe seventeen. Because uh, I live. I live right by Notre Dame, my hometown. So my buddies had season tickets. And actually, a shitty story about that game is I my my knee was all fucked up because of basketball, and I left at the halftime because I thought we were getting blown out, and it was cold as shit. And then we get back and they come back and I'm pissed off that I left. So, yeah, yeah not too fun. But I do want to come down to, to Lane Stadium hopefully pretty soon. Dude, yeah. do it, man. Got to set you up, Drift. Let me know. I'm going to be at uh, every home game except the Richmond game. Okay, yeah. okay. All yeah, right, and, and that part of the state, let me just say this. Growing up near the beach and all that other shit, I had never seen mountains before till I went to that side of the state. And it's very beautiful. If you've never seen mountains before – and things like that very breathtaking scenery uh for people that's not from the with new river valley people that's not from that area shout out shout out to new river valley man it's beautiful over there gorgeous don v you making it down if any if i go to any i'm not going to blacksburg this year I'm a, i might go to georgia tech in atlanta um if i go to any game it'll probably be georgia tech in atlanta because we gonna be on the hunt for booty after the game. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna keep it all the way up. Bam. We gonna be I on the hunt for booty. Okay. After the Georgia Tech game, <laughs> I ain't been to Blacksburg since 2019. I, I went to the ODU game in 2019. That's the last time I've been in Blacksburg. What an eventful, uh, what an eventful afternoon that was. No, that no, that's 2018 in North. Right, no, I know we didn't lose, but still, we're oh, we're in a dogfight. It was yeah, it was scurrying hours. Shout out to Hezekiah Grimsley made that crazy catch in the end zone. Well, uh, do you guys have any questions for us? Because I remember talking on the the pregame show about that. Did we do yeah, it? But, we save the questions because they're not really. See, I guess okay. We can I save can them. Do, we can save them. Well, I got some that are season related. I just okay. Want to, okay. I just want, we'll save the fun ones for later. All right. Okay. We talked about what's the successful season for Coach Fuente this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to ask you guys. Um, so a couple of points from previous podcasts. I just want to address. Oh, okay. Podcast ago, we were talking about Tay Daly and how he played at Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt. Sorry, uh-huh. it's at the bottom of the SEC. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind y'all that there's this guy Khalil Herbert. He came from Kansas which is the sorry-assest, sorry-ass program there is in America. And he mm-hmm. was pretty damn good for us. So just keep, let's keep that in mind. Gotta That's keep true. That in mind. 
Yes. The other one can that I, I got. Can I respond on that? Yes, yeah, please. please. Okay. Well, you my, go first, the, Griffin. I'm gonna yeah, respond to. Yeah, you. yeah. I think the only the only thing that the only reason we brought that up in the first place was because people had mentioned that he was from the SEC. And that okay. was it. It was like, okay, yeah, he's SEC, but it's the worst SEC. And nobody brought up the fact that Herbert was from the Big 12 as like a positive because yeah. obviously he wouldn't do that. That's true. Uh, so that's the only that's the only reason that I would bring that up in that sort of light. Gotcha. But you go go ahead, and, Vito. And, 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 and in my perspective, for you go, we got footage of Khalil Herbert running for five million yards on Boston College. So <laughs> even when we did get Khalil Herbert and people were saying, fuck, it's Kansas. At least when that Boston College footage hit, we was like, oh, shit. That's <laughs> this true. motherfucker can play, probably. That's true. I ain't said If Tay Daly was that, was that at Vanderbilt, I'd have seen something by now. That, that's like, all I was. Three picks versus Alabama or something like that. I, I feel that. I feel that. They need, a, they, need, they, need, they need to post that then. I would love <laughs> to see it. The other one that I got uh-huh. is Braxton Burmeister conversation. I've seen right. a couple analyzing the film. Talking about Braxton, I don't know. Should we have an open quarterback competition? This mm-hmm. is all. This I just want to give you all a couple stats about Bra- about Braxton. The yes. jury's out, but we got a healthy Braxton Burmeister this year. When he's at, when he's starting, he's three and one as a starter, and we want to see him throw and play. When he was available to play in the last two games of the season, where he's healthy and he spent some time with the offense, he was twenty five of thirty four. In his last in his last two games, we've also heard people say he doesn't have arm strength. He can't throw the ball downfield. In both of those games, he averaged around ten yards per play. Hendon Hooker, for his career, was a sixty-three percent passer. Braxton Burmeister was a seventy-three and a half percent passer in those two games. I'm confident in Braxton for this reason: we have overachieved with quarterbacks, with the exception of Ryan Willis. You've seen Josh Jackson come in take us to nine wins, gets hurt in the next season. We've seen Gerard Evans put up unbelievable video game numbers. And then you've seen mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker, who I think did a, they morphed the offense to fit him. If we're able to keep him healthy and we're able to get him ingrained in the playbook, I think we're going to see a good year from Bracken, Braxton Burmeister. But do you all think there should be more of a quarterback competition than there is now? Oh, I think just Fuente being consistent. He had a, he had a quarter. He had some – even if we thought it was a sham – quarterback not controversy but quarterback competition he's always had one until this year so yeah we should have one we should have one every year if that, that's his tradition not man's and qb wins in the stat we don't do that over here okay three and one is a starter that's cool i mean he's not a loser but qb wins not a stat what you. you got to add drew yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty much on the same boat but i like I think it's like he's gonna play. I understand that. I don't. I have no problem with no competition or whatever. I really don't care about that. But to me, the biggest thing for me is like I believe personally, and you guys can say your shit on this, but I was under the impression that Hendon Hooker was a better quarterback. That's my take. Now, if you think that he's not, then that's perfectly fine. But I, up until the end of last year, thought that Hendon Hooker was, and then left and now we're in this situation and we talked earlier about what would happen if he gets hurt you mentioned that he's going to be good but if he gets hurt then something's wrong so it's like we don't have the depth we had the depth so that's my whole take on it I don't have I I don't watch the videos and critique his throwing I don't give a fuck about that Uh, a lot of people on Twitter do that shit but I don't even I barely watch 
those videos. Two seven six did that. That was not a lot of people. That's, that's yeah, I, I, oh I, man, yeah. <laughs> a person did that. It was not a. It was not a, 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 a have against Braxton Burmeister's practice rules. Let me yeah. say that. So yeah, go ahead and take and and run if you guys think whatever I said was not true. Go for it. Go ahead, Patty Smokes. I'll tell you raising hand. Uh, here's my take: is that last year going into the season. Burmeister was the starter for NC State. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Has his issues, gets hurt, what have you. <clears throat> but um, as far as Braxton Burmeister's performance and what we've seen from him so far, just from last season alone, Braxton Burmeister did not have a spring last year due to COVID. He did not have a fall camp last year due to COVID. This year, he came in, he finished strong against UVA and Clemson, uh, but also had an entire spring and now has an entire fall camp as well. I, what I truly believe right now is we have not seen Braxton Burmeister's ceiling. We have not seen his potential. Um, and putting him against him last year, against Hooker last year, I think both of them played well in situations. Both of them did not play well in situations. But um, from from where I sit, like I think the coaching staff particularly and the receivers see a lot in Burmeister that we just as fans did not see um, because of last year and because of him not getting those opportunities preseason. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm all for that. Like I think he can be a good quarterback. I think he can take us to a lot of wins. It's just a matter of staying healthy, one, and uh, – and then playing up to the expectation. That's all it is for me. And if you want to incorporate a competition to make that the outcome, then sure. If not, whatever. I just want the wins there, and that's it. Just win, baby. That's it. I, don't... I mean, when it comes to Braxton Burmeister, okay, so the ACC is quarterback. We got NFL quarterbacks in this league. Like, this ain't no, you know, bullshit-ass league. I mean, the top of the ACC, you got Sam Howell, Derek King and DJ Uwe Ungalale from Clemson. That's like the top tier. And then I say you got a tier below that, but you got Phil Dracovic, uh, Kenny Pickett. Yep. I will put Braxton Burmeister in like the third tier under them. How, but how do we? I'm not saying he's shit. I'm just saying. He's where just would not you put? Dumb. Where would you put Hendon Hooker at in that tier if he hadn't have left? In that same tier, that third tier. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you and if you take a step back to the 2019 season and you say looking towards, you know, last season and then this season, where would you think Hooker would end up? You would say that second tier, right? Exactly, right? So, but and obviously it didn't end up like that. But after 2019, like you would have thought that. So that's all I'm saying. I also think it's it's hard to gauge these things because I mean, not at least over the past five years, not exactly all of our quarterbacks have stuck around long enough for uh, long long enough for us to figure out what tier they fall under. So it's, I mean, like we haven't, we've only kind of seen shadows of Braxton Burmeister at Virginia Tech. I mean, how many games total has he played in? And then Quincy and Hendon, they left. And right. so it's it's kind of a, we haven't really had a consistent starting quarterback two years back to back since what, Josh Jackson? So. Yeah, yeah. And, that last, and that lasted, what, a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second. But also. Something that's going to be majorly different 2020 and 2021 is the wide receiver room was trash last year, um, just hampered by injuries. You know, you lose Payute, uh, a couple other guys. Trey Turner was out of the lineup most of the year. Um, 
this year's wide receiver room is going to have a lot more depth and also has some newcomers who are coming in. And I mean, people have been talking about Jalen Jones and Daywan Lofton. You get a healthy Payute. Um, and then you got guys in the tight end room with Mitchell and, and Drake and Gallo too. So I'm excited to see just the opportunity to have depth in the wide receiver room and how that opens up the offense and, and gives Braxton an opportunity too. Yeah. And when you say like the wide receiver room, like, do you, do you really, and like, I want you guys to talk about this. Do you really believe that he can get the ball downfield on a consistent basis? Yes. Um, and if they the reason, let him from the what reason, we saw last year, I don't know. He, he averaged 10, he averaged 10 and a half yards per pass uh, in the last two games of the season, which is way right, above. But the- that doesn't take into account the catch point of when they catch the ball and where they're at. This is true, but this is also operating out of a limited playbook. Uh, and limited plays that were able to be run with the given the situations that we were in last year. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay. I think he can make some decent throws down the field, but I think it's just a matter of consistently, like can, can he consistently make those downfield throws and open up the, I guess the entire field. And we'll see. And, and we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, we're going to find out the first game. You guys will be there. Yeah. And yeah, I would say, so. I would say this one stat just to keep in mind for folks that, um, and look, I have I have a couple of issues with some of the stuff that we've done on offense, but our offense has been has been, from a scoring perspective, one of the most consistent things that Virginia Tech has to tout. If you go back to 2016, that 2016 year we scored 35 points a game. I thought we were about to be the next Oregon. Um, that obviously didn't happen. But since then, 2017, 28 points. 2018, 29. 19, 30. 20, 31 points per game. So we're putting up points. Um, right. some of the issues though, have been on the defensive side of the ball In 16, we gave up 22 a game and 17. We had one of the best defenses in the country, giving up 14 points a game, but then 18, we gave up 31 a game, 19, 24 a game. And then last year, 32. So I think this offense is, is the most talented that we have had on an offensive side of the ball since 2016. Um, and again, it's a put up or shut up year. I like the roster that we have, and I'm excited to see, this is where we're going to see what Braxton's ceiling is. Because, again, he's had this entire year to absorb everything, and we got more talent outside. Um, and Raheem Brackshear, too, who we didn't see a ton of. Um, it's going uh, to be interesting. Yeah, the running back room in general is pretty crowded as of right now. Yeah. So who do, you, who do you guys think is going to be the sort of like the – is it going to be three? Is it going to be like one, two? Like, Pat, you go first. last year was a one. Pat loves the running back room. Go ahead, Pat. Um, the guy who I think is the consistent guy is Holston. The guy who I think could be the breakout guy is King. Because we saw King, um, Don V, was it the ODU game or the Furman game that Keyshawn King kind of had a breakout game off, off a few carries? Wasn't it both? It was both. I it mean, both. like, he was running around like lightning out there and picking up some serious yardage where we couldn't do anything in the passing game. Um, so between King, Holston, Blackstreet, like those are the guys that Coach Korn mentioned, I think, last week at one of the first, uh, you know, media availability that he had in the fall. But then, like, um, you know, you got a guy like Marco Lee as well, who I'm sure is going to be in the mix from more of the power run game, too. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, who the one-two is, though. Because, if I, you know, you can't you can't yeah. divide up carries among, you know, almost a Four. dozen guys in the, in the room. Um, obviously, the, the more senior guys, the more experienced guys, and the most talented guys are going to stand out, um, you know, the four I just mentioned. But – I'm, I, I think I think it'll probably be Holston starting, um, but 
who really knows? I, I would this, say I would say yeah, one. On. I would say one in order of getting the most carries. My my guess would be Holston. I think Raheem Blackshear is going to be very active in jet sweep. I think he's going to be active in the passing game, but I also think he'll line up behind the quarterback as well. Uh, and then Keyshawn King probably in that third spot. Uh, if I had to guess the top three uh, rushing attempts, that would probably be my guess. Dom V, what do you think about Keyshawn King in 23? I know you wanted him in single digits. What, what, I, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on that I number? I can live two? with it. It's better than what was he wearing, 35? 35. 35. It's better than 35. <laughs> I feel like when he was wearing 35, he looked like, and I don't got his numbers there for, he looked like he got 4-3 speed just on eyeball test. But in 35, he was like he had 4-4 four, four speed. <laughs> uh, that number was fucking him up. And uh, in 23, and shout out to Tavion Robinson, too. They got him out there. Fuck the best. What, 83? 83, yeah. Now he's he number nine. So if Tavion got 4-4 four, four speed in real life, he probably had 4-6 speed in 83. They probably thought he was a possession receiver. So <laughs> They got your Dorian Strong down, too. Oh, we got to get Dorian Strong got that faux faux. Come on, bro. Yeah. We got to get Dorian Strong <laughs> in something under than 34. 34. <laughs> something under than 34. Dorian Strong, you're going to get tested on that USC game, my boy, because they're going to think you uh, a walk-on or some shit <laughs> and a walk-on number. So, And he can play. Dorian Strong can play. But you got the number of a motherfucker that can't play. So shout out Dorian Strong. I think he has a breakout season. I really do. He, I so. he, he he did, but but I think he goes he goes Caleb Farley level. Like Caleb Farley in his first year didn't do so hot. Doran Strong Ooh. did, but year two he kicked ass. So that's that's kind Caleb of my Farley. prediction. Oh, nice. That's a that's a nice little hot take right there. I'm gonna hold that in the back. That's quite hot. Sure. <laughs> that is, I love sure. the hot takes. Yeah, uh, shout out Caleb Farley, man. Caleb Farley, you say he didn't look so hot. Caleb Farley was looking ass out there. Let's keep it a book, man. 2018, <laughs> Caleb year Farley one. was out there looking. Uh, year one. Yeah, he was getting one. ragdolled out there by everybody, and it happens. Yeah. He shouldn't have been playing, but we needed him to play. Him and Bryce Watts. Shout out to Bryce Watts. He was looking ass, too. And, um, they, they, they got the – well, Bryce Watts left the program, but – Jermaine Waller and Caleb Farley was the best one-two cornerback duo in the country and one of in 2019. Um, hopefully, Jermaine Waller breaks back out and regains that 2019 form. Yep. Hope he's healthy, ready to go. Yeah, it'll definitely be pretty important for the defense if he's a good player. I love, I love it. Yeah. Go for Him it. Him at number two. Him at number two is so dope. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet seeing that out there. Yeah. But uh, we can we can go ahead and move on. Do you guys want to? Do you guys have any other questions, or should we should we attack something else? I got no. Any, I got it, Pat. I got I got a question for you guys. Um, for Drift and for Don V, mm-hmm. um, what are you guys most excited about about this 2021 team? Is it a position group? Is it an opportunity for a newcomer? Um, you know, curious uh, to hear from both of you as far as what part of Virginia Tech football are you guys most okay. excited to see on on September 3rd and throughout the rest of the year? I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, a, I'm most excited to see Amari Barno's development. Sure. And this is a this is a player where we got him out of JUCO a couple years ago and um, real raw as a prospect. Got the size and everything, but real raw as a prospect. And I say this, and I'm just a person that watch on my couch. I'm not no – I don't break down film and all that. 
it seemed like he was a beast last year and got all his production on just motor and effort. It didn't even look like much technique. It just looked like, I'm going to make a play because fuck all that. I want to see Amari Barno. Yeah, he had the year under Tap and Tier Link, and Tap is gone. Shout out to him. Um, if I said this maybe an episode ago, if Amari Barno has half a bag, he going to lead the ACC in sacks. Stamp that shit. If Amari Barno developed half a bag over this offseason, he going to lead the ACC in sacks. Go ahead, Drew. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah, for me, it's uh, I think it's the defense in general, just Justin Hamilton and his progression. Uh, you know, for me, like Virginia Tech is defense, and I think defense is important for the program as a whole. Uh, there's a lot of players coming in that we hadn't really seen in a while. Obviously, Devin Hunter coming back and Jermaine Waller coming back. And you just talked about Dorian Strong. Does he make that leap? If he makes that leap, it's going to be a great year. Um, obviously, we talk about Barno. I think the defensive line played pretty awful last year. If you look across like pretty much every PFF metric, they were like one of the worst in the country. And if they make an improvement up, obviously, Jordan Williams coming back. I think there's opportunity for the defense to make it an actual stride. Now, if that doesn't happen, then it's going to be, it's not going to look, it's not going to look great at all for Justin Hamilton, but um, I'd really like to see a great defense. I think if there's a great defense, the offense will come naturally. So that's just my take on it. I'll zag you for one second on the D line here, just because I was looking at this uh, note that was put out on Hokie sports earlier today, they did like a D line preview. So first of all, they highlighted, um, they highlighted Amari Barno and, and was talking about all his contributions last year, but you know, he's looking huge in these pictures. Um, just from the PFF rating drift, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, I, I don't have that in front of me right now, but did you I guys know? We, I can pull it up. Yeah. We were ranked sixth in the nation last year with 36 sacks averaging 3.27 sacks per game, which was ninth among all FBS squads. Um, so PFF rating might've been bad, but uh, as far as just hard stats from, you know, sack numbers, I know that's not right. But sack numbers are like one of the worst ways to judge a defense. Like if you're going to talk, if you're going to talk pressure numbers, then you're going to have to go with actual pressures because sacks can come when you're getting blown out and shit like that. Um, pressures are across the board. I think a large reason why our defensive line appeared to, and did struggle was inconsistency at the linebacker position, which surprised me last year. Uh, when we brought back Rook and, uh, you know, Tisdale was in and out of the, li- uh, the lineup. Linebacker is my question mark for this offseason. Um, is Dax Hollifield going to take that step forward and be the guy this season at Mike? He's finally playing his true position. That's going to be key for us. Right. Um, so to me, I think those positions are so reliant on one another. Um, but with that defense, again, you're getting Taiwan Garbett back. We were missing um, uh, We were missing Belmar for a while. You add Jordan Williams. I feel pretty good about our defensive line, um, but I feel like the linebacking core, A, kind of hurt uh, the defensive line play, or they both just weren't really up to par, uh, whether that's change of scheme or the guys not being available or not knowing where to line up. Um, I, that The linebacking position is the one that I'm really kind of concerned about um, this upcoming year. I think – I mean, as far as from a depth perspective, I, I think the defensive line might be even more of a concern than linebacker or, or of equal concern just because, yeah, you get Jordan Williams, and that's awesome, and, and he's going to be a great contribution, a defensive tackle. But just lo- you know, losing a guy like Deshaun Crawford um, from, for a depth perspective and then you know, Beatles, Walks, and then you know, Wooten and Bryant um, you know, had to leave as well still leaves some concerns on the depth side at D-line. But 
Um, no, I, I agree that there are some some concerns on the uh, the linebacker core too. Yeah, I think they go kind of hand in hand together. And if you talk about like the PFF numbers of the interior defensive line, only one player last year cracked top 300, and that was 281 for Gerard Hewitt, and the rest of the players were uh, over 400 in the rankings. Not great. Uh, so yeah, like that, and that can be that probably is improved with better linebacker play. Obviously, they go hand in hand together, but like solely off of last year, they were getting absolutely blown back in general. So hopefully that changes and improves. And if it does, then you're looking at a better defense in general. So I am excited for that. September 3rd, September 3rd, we played in North Carolina Tar Heels. It's been a lot of hype towards this game. Um, all three songs going to be in the building, correct? Y'all said y'all going right. to be in the building? In right. full effect. Now, Justin Fuente needs this game. Agreed. Virginia Tech needs capital N, capital E-E-D-S, needs this win against a top nine team at home. Uh, how y'all see this game playing out? I'll start here. This is how I, I see it playing out. Assume, let's assume that Lane Stadium is full capacity. It's we still we, we still got a few weeks away. Who the hell knows what's going to happen between now and then with this Delta Don't variant? Put that juju on me. I'm just saying, hey, we talked about it off air, Bill. But let's not get ourselves. You know, come on, let's be honest. I'm not the only one thinking it. Regardless, I'm going to be ecstatic to be there as of this present moment. Uh, I think packed lane, the Roar Lane Stadium. Assuming it's it's a packed house, it's just going to be awesome. The, the atmosphere is going to be incredible. First game back since 2019 where you actually have more than 1,000 fans in the stadium. Uh, I, I think the excitement is going to be palpable. Full transparency, in terms of the actual game, I think the first half will be very interesting. Very interesting. We'll probably be leading at half. That's my prediction as of this present moment. I think we mm-hmm. keep it. I think we keep it interesting until mid third quarter. Our defense gasses out, lack of depth, and Sam Howell starts dropping dimes, and they beat us forty-five to twenty-four. That's Dang. the prediction. Yep. Okay. Yep. Who's next? <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. Um. Okay. I'm I'm on board with everything as far as Grayson talking about the electric atmosphere. I like how Coach Fuente has success in week one. Um, I know we talked about this last week. Uh, this is the first big game in Lane Stadium that we are opening the season with since Coach Fuente has been at Virginia Tech. If you go back to 2016, we started with Liberty. You know, we won like 29 to 13. It was kind of like a a back and forth kind of game. I think we fumbled it a handful of times. And then obviously you guys know we fumbled it like six times next week at Bristol. Tennessee, yeah. Uh, you know, 20... 2017, we go up to, to Maryland and beat West Virginia. 2018, we go down to Florida State and and, uh, and win in Tallahassee. 2019, the anomaly in uh, in Boston and Chestnut Hill where, you know, Willis throws three picks and uh, I think Grimsley muffed the punt and that game just was brutal. Um, and then 2020, 2020, we had a home game to start the season against NC State, but it wasn't, you know, 
there was no fans. We were supposed to start with NC State, and then ACC flipped their schedule to 10 plus one. We started with UVA, and then that game got canceled. So it was NC State again. But this is the first time Fuente gets a big-time game at home under the lights, you know, a top matchup. And it's against the team that he hates more than anyone in the conference. I think he hates Carolina more than he hates UVA. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And and he hates the fact that we went down to, to Chapel Hill and lost last year, especially in the fashion and the way that we lost last year. So I think we're going to come out fired up. I think the fact that they lost a lot of talent uh, is an advantage for us because they're going to reload and they have a lot of good talent um, from the recruiting classes to fill in, you know, those spots left by, you know, Michael Carter and Javante Williams and Deami Brown and, you know, Daz Newsom and all those, I mean, uh, Chaz Surratt, like all these guys who just were so good for Carolina. So I think we're going to be able to, to get on the board early contrary to Grayson. I think, I think uh, we'll be able to hold on and, and win by, you know, a field goal, but you know, something like, 31 28 or 34 31 but i'm, I'm ryan the fellas and, and i'm ready for it i don't mean to go sunday after next um i am so fired up for september 3rd unc has had talent forever unc has always had really talented guys they've had better recruiting classes than us for a long time we are coming into an environment that we've never seen. We won our last game versus a ranked opponent, given it was Wake Forest. We won that game at home. Um, I think I think we can handle business. I say there's no way. We're not getting blown out week one versus UNC. We're talented. They're talented. We're going to put up points. I think it's going to come down to our defense at the end of the day because Sam Howell is a Heisman contender type of guy. Their wide receiver room is unproven. They're completely reshuffling at running back. Their offensive line is going to be the real bell cow. They're returning everybody on their offensive line. Stacey Searles, former Virginia Tech offensive line coach, is over there now. Um, I like us to win this game. I think it's a, I think it's a tone-setting type of game. If we do get blown out, which I don't see happening, I think that the year can tailspin. I think it's going to be a great game all the way through. I like us winning by probably by a touchdown. I think, I think that we can win. I, I genuinely think that we can win this football game. We're going to be healthy, going to have an entire year to prep. Coach Fuente, like you said, Pat, is great out of bye weeks and great out of, um, out of the gate. So uh, I know it's going to be a great environment and a great game. Um, I like us to win. You think it's and high scoring as well? I mean, both, both Pat and Grayson went with high scoring. You think it's going to be high scoring? It's so hard to predict with the first game of the season. A lot of the times people love banging the overs in the first, uh, first game of the season. And a lot of people loved banging the overs last year with the COVID uncertainty. But usually when there's a lot of uncertainty and two teams that are playing each other that don't really have a, uh, have a ton on the other team with so many changes at the quarterback position or the wide receiver position in their room, um, I don't know. I think, I, I think they'll be somewhere around 45-ish, 50-point scored total. Uh, I can see like a, like a 28-21, 28-24 type of game. I don't, I don't think it's going to be in like the fifties uh, or sixties for sure. Um, yeah. I don't I, mean, think, I, I would I even, I would even take that. the under of 50. Like I'm on the boat that I think this game is going to be really low scoring. Like, I think it might come out and be a very low scoring game, like a defensive battle. And that's how tech's going to keep it close. Like if it's a high scoring game, I don't think that they're going to be able to hang with them, but I think the I way that tech can win is, is low scoring. I feel comfortable if we can score, if we can score 32 to 35 points, I think we can win the football game. 
our strengths are where their weaknesses are and their strengths are kind of where our weaknesses are. Their offensive line is great. Our defensive line is unproven. Our defensive backfield has a chance to be one of the best defensive backfield in the ACC, if not the country, and their wide receiver room is completely unproven. Where the difference in recruiting and having depth is made is in special teams. And that is our big question mark, because I don't know who the hell's returning punts this year. I hope whoever it is can catch it. Um, so that is kind of my question mark. And that's where usually the big differences are made are on special teams. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited, man. I can't, I can't wait to, to kick that game off. But, yeah, I definitely think it'll be on the low scoring end. For the record, I'd love to be wrong. I just – I mean, I would hope so. I'm, I'm setting myself up. I mean, Sam Howell, dude, I don't know. Sam Howell like that. He is – He's like who's that. He, who's he throwing to? I can't even name his wide receiver. Doesn't matter, dude. They, they had like Both they had like Dallas, they, they had like Josh Downs. Like Josh Downs is like that. Look at their recruiting class. I know he has dudes who are freshmen who are going to come in there and they're going to ball out like they're supposed to. So I mean, to how me, do you know that? <laughs> I looked. I looked at their recruiting class from 2020. They've there was like three five stars. They're going to be fine. They're going to so be true great. Freshmen are going to, true freshmen are going to trot out onto the field at UNC for the first game with 66,000 people and are going to ball out. I mean, do you think I, anybody thought Caleb Farley was going to walk into the Florida State game and play the way he played as a true freshman game? Devonta one? Smith was a freshman when he caught that game-winning national championship touchdown. Like, what are we talking about? Hey, can I give a hot take? He's can playing for Nick Saban. He's playing for Nick Saban. It's Mac Brown. They're dropping bags. It doesn't matter. Can I give a hot take? I think that we will have the helicopter. I think that we will have a more productive game passing. You can write this down. We will have a more productive game in the air than UNC will have. I'm not saying win or loss. I'm saying we will throw for more yards. Than oh, no. Didn't didn't we put up better passing numbers against Clemson than than Trevor Lawrence did? Like Knox Kadem and Burmeister yeah. had better a stat a better stat line than Trevor Lawrence. So that's the, not that's not the game. A, I mean, that's not the question. I'm just saying Billy's, uh, that's what, that's the Billy's argument that's what is not. I like our that was the original I like, question. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like the guys returning in our receiver room. I'll go ahead. That's my hot take today. I think that we're going to have a more productive day on offense than North Carolina is going to have uh, stat-wise. And I think, that, I think we're going to win. That's all I want. What do you guys think about – the mentality of Carolina. Obviously, Fuente hates Carolina. The team hates Carolina. A lot of these seniors, like, or I guess some of them aren't even seniors, but, you know, Trey Turner, Dax, Tisdale, a handful of guys who are leaders on the team are from Carolina too. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as, like, the, the mentality, you got a top 10 team coming into town, but this isn't Ohio State. This isn't Notre Dame. This is, this is not Clemson. This is North Carolina. We know how to beat North Carolina. I think the mentality is just a lot different for a team like Carolina, too. No, that's facts. Um, North Carolina, I said it, I think, last podcast or maybe two podcasts ago. Um, North Carolina has 2021 to level up they haven't reached that level yet they're coming in ranked number nine and losing to virginia tech uh no matter what we turn out to be this year i don't think nobody in this panel think that we're gonna go to the playoff so you start off you lose to virginia tech and let's say north carolina goes on and they win nine games that's it they're not gonna level up past this so we got a lot of pressure on us they got a lot of pressure on them because 
they got to show up and because sh- they went to the uh what, Orange Bowl last year, lost. All right, okay, North Carolina's here, but if they want to level up and get the Clemson status, they got to bust heads this year. And I don't know, maybe they tense up September 3rd. Maybe them boys just ain't got it September 3rd. Somebody's a fraud. Somebody's a fraud. Either grit is a fraud or, or glamour is a fraud. Yeah. UNC is a glamour, look at me school. Virginia Tech says that they're a grit, get the job done, we work harder than you school. It's a complete clash of cultures, and it's going down on September 3rd. So we're going to find right. out. I mean, I think the real reason that Fuente and, and the current football program has such like this rivalry with UNC is because when Fuente came, like UNC was a team that he dominated. And it didn't look like they were going to be a powerhouse during his tenure. And then for them to rise up and be better in recruiting, beating, like beating him now, like this is a team that's made a full swing better than he's made that swing. And I think it's the only team that's been able to do that. And it hits close to home because they're right next door. And we have players, like you said, that are from North Carolina. So I think all of that comes into play as well. I think the, I think the, the Rob, well, the robbery has been there since the year that, that Fuente has gotten there. I think it's the fact that they're the complete anti-grit school. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that UNC's former coach, Larry Fedora, was the offensive coordinator at Baylor. Uh, am I right on that, Pat? Um, I believe he was the offensive coordinator at Baylor when Coach Fuente was the offensive coordinator at TCU. Um, but, yeah, since he came in, um, before we started dominating him, it was UNC. Is, is that right, Pat? He was the offensive coordinator at Baylor? Uh Let's see. Fedora was at Oklahoma State between 05 and 07, and then Southern Miss uh, before North Carolina. So he, he might have been at Oklahoma State when Fuente. No, you know what? I don't think completely he- wrong. I was completely wrong, but I do know that Coach Fuente has had a disdain for North Carolina since he's walked in the door. Which is well, warranted. Which yeah. is warranted for the record. I mean, that's that's kind of the reason for the question that I asked Quay last week. Is like when you were there, like, did you guys hate UNC more, or was it was it Virginia? And he he talked about you know Virginia and how they, they didn't really even think about UNC like that. And then for UNC to rise and become such a rival within these past couple of years, I think is why there's such like this beef between the fan bases. Yeah, and another part of it too is we've had great games against UNC the last few years. Played six overtimes in 2018. We had the uh, Ryan Willis look like Peyton Manning in the last two minutes against North Carolina in 2016 or uh, 19, 18. Um, They've just been really, really good, fun, competitive football games. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm fired up about it. Hurricane game, and then we beat them by like 60. Yeah. And the hurricane game was lit. (laughs) That was there. That was there for that one. Hurricane game was one of my favorites, man. That was. That was the time. I know you guys want to take the under, but I mean, the last two games against Carolina, we got, you know, six overtimes. That was like up in the high 40s. And then I don't know what it was after regulation. But then last year, we scored like 112 points combined. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I follow that account on Twitter called like Bet the Pigspin, Bet, Bet the Pigskin. And they always post shit like that about like, oh, the over and the under in the past couple of years has been this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you should bet whatever. And they're always fucking wrong, man. I swear <laughs> to God, they are always fucking wrong. So I don't even look at that shit anymore. Like it could be completely different. Week one fans are here. Like, I don't know. I just think it might be low scoring. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Shout out to all the gamblers. <laughs> Shout out to all the gamblers. Y'all said y'all had questions for us on the more lighter, on the lighter side. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Pat. I got one, Don V. 
for this uh-huh. this is this is mainly for Don V, but Drift, if you have any input, we'd love to hear it too. Um, Don V, one of my favorite things when I listen to Don V Fridays is when you call out fans for being goofy. Um, mm-hmm. so, so tell me <laughs> before we get to the goofy talk, tell me what is your favorite thing about Sons of Saturday? And then number two, tell us the goofiest thing about Sons of Saturday. My favorite thing about Sons of Saturday is Y'all move like a unit. I ain't never seen no y'all airing each other out on the timeline. Whatever issues y'all may have or may not have, we don't know about it because y'all handle things like grown men, businessmen. I always respected how y'all move like a unit. I always like the fact that y'all has leveled up. Y'all got the Notre Dame thing popping. Jeremy, hey, Jeremy, cut that check. Jeremy cutting checks. Things like that, I always loved it about y'all. As far as sons being goofy, I wouldn't consider y'all goofy at all. I just think sometimes when it comes to Fuente, say it. I wish y'all would, I wish y'all would air his ass out sometime. That's all. <laughs> I just wish y'all would air his ass out some more sometime. Listen, he did that Baylor thing. He should have got aired out by y'all for that. Air it out. Air his ass out. Um, Would you have taken the job at Baylor if they gave you more Virginia money Tech? and you had no ties to the school? I'm just curious. Fuck no, I'm not going to no Baylor. That's a Christian school. How can I get pussy at Baylor? <laughs> well, well, they was raping that Baylor. I mean, that's something different. But no, I ain't. Hugh, I ain't Hugh, Free, Hugh Freeze went from Ole Miss to, to Liberty. You don't think you meet Free Hugh Freeze ain't out there fucking? Because I think he is. <laughs> Shout out Hugh Freeze. Hugh, Hugh oh, Freeze DM me. Hugh Freeze DM me late one night on some God bless you, bro. All this stupid. Ass. Shout out Hugh Freeze, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. We tweeted me yesterday. I was kind of fired up about that. I thought for sure the goofiness would be uh, would be from the hokey haiku. I thought for sure you were gonna throw the hokey haiku under the uh, under the bus. Hell what about no, you? Hokey, ha- hokey haiku got uh, people doing it, so it can't be goofy. Don V, I want I want you to send in a hokey haiku for our for our uh our next version i'm gonna write a whole poem i don't do how <laughs> food don v i got a question for you you uh yes, you're the lacroix connoisseur what uh yes. what's your favorite flavor of lacroix tangerine but i'm I'm on this peach pear right now never okay. had the peach pear the tangerine's really good though tangerine is <laughs> life question, question for both of you guys what are your least favorite Twitter accounts on the TL? Mm. Ox. Tech related. My least favorite tech account. Ox is, Ox is, we had our little back and forth. Me and Ox are cool. Um, least favorite. It's a lot of goofballs too. Uh, I, can't, I can't throw Ox under the bus like that. Me and Ox cool. Who got a shitty ass BT account? Oh, Matt and VA. Shout oh, out to Matt I and love VA. That. Oh, Matt no. and VA got me. Matt and VA got me blocked. Thank you, Matt oh, and VA. Let me just say this: if you listen to this, thank you for blocking me. You say goofy ass shit. Uh, I earned my block. I hope, and uh, I hope you're doing good, health, wealth, and health, all that. God bless you. But your takes <laughs> are shit, my boy. So. <laughs> That yeah, definitely. I almost, I almost let Matt slide too. Go ahead, Drew. 
Oh, mine is Ox. I mean, like, I think he just, I think he's a bitch in general. He cries about a lot of stupid shit. And on top of that, he kind of hangs his hat on like this data shit that he provides. And like the shit that he does, bro, is not that complex. Like it really is not that complex. Somebody else is going to start doing that shit in a couple of years. So I just think that's just my, I don't really even dislike anybody on Twitter. That's my only person that I'm like not a fan of, but most people I don't even have an opinion on. At two seven six gets under my grinds my gears, man. I'm sorry. I take the bait a lot. It, t- it took you a while to get there, Billy Ray. It's like we we've been friends with a lot of people, and it's just like I think that's the one guy. Well, and it, it might have been because you sent him the logo and the name. Me off because I sent him the logo, and dudes were bullying him about his podcast, and I called him. Yeah, I, I remember that. I called him up, and I was like, "Yo, man, hey, man, all these guys are bullying me on the internet." I just I don't understand why everybody's yelling at me and whatnot. So I went on Twitter. I was like, hey guys, look, I may not agree with them, but let them let them rock. We're all we're a podcast family. We all kind of are pulling the same direction. No reason to crush the guy. And the guy just goes rogue. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what happened. Somebody pissed in his Cheerios or or what, but he's uh So you blessed 276 with the name, the logo, and I gave him a pep confidence talk. up via the phone. Yeah, I was serving as like oh, a therapist. I felt like they Dr. Melfi. They Come talked on, on the phone, and yeah, oh, now man. it's just kind of turns around, and I don't know. He's brutal. VT Miner's yeah. brutal, too. He can go. VT Miner? VT Miner's kind of funny sometimes, though, because, like, you know, one minute he'll be he'll be saying something in, in, uh, in the mentions for Suns, but then the next minute he sees something funny that one of us tweeted and will retweet it. So, you know, he's all over the place. Shout out VT hey, Minor. Shout out VT Minor, man. TP2. That's one of my generals over there. He made our Discord, actually. But hey, hey if he goofy, he goofy. Get your slander off. I don't have a problem with uh actually I do. I have a couple rules with AVs. I don't like it when AVs are, are people that are not you. But if you have an AV, Damn, with, bro. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's just one man's opinion. I've told, I've told, I've told before and I've told Pat. I'm like, Pat, why is Mike Young your, your profile picture? And that's fine. It's not my stroke. Nope. But I think we can all agree. We can all agree if you have a cat as your profile picture. Come on, man. Come on. We're grown. Cat? Come on, man. What you saying? He pussy? I'm just saying a cat? Like, who's a cat guy? Not a guy that I want to hang out I'm, with. I'm allergic, so not, not, not Grayson. Not a guy Grayson wants to hang out with. <laughs> No, I'm good. You're welcome to the tailgate. Just leave, leave your see, but that's the other side of it. Like, I can't really not like anonymous accounts because they're anonymous accounts. Like, it's true. Like, Don, you, know you, I mean? said, you said if I see Steve Bryce, then anytime that you go to Castle Coliseum, are you going to slap Castle Coliseum? Like, literally, <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what Bryce, he looks like? Steve, <laughs> right, Steve. Steve Bryce is is under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Bryce, he got. Steve Bryce was in uh he was in TP2 our group and um he think I was the reason why he's no longer in TP2 and I'm not. And so- Steve Bryce also Steve Bryce also said I'm fake because I'm cool with y'all. Facts. Am I Landry? No wild. sir, no sir. Wow. Oh, come on, yeah. Steve. He also yeah. hates me too and he's like 50 years old and I'm less than half well I'm more than half his fucking age so I don't know man. I don't really, right, I don't man. fuck with me. Shout out Steve Bryce, man. If I slap the shit yeah. out of Steve Bryce and his pacemaker go off and he dies, I gotta do a 25 of life. I'm gonna be sad as hell. <laughs> I love I my one of my favorite things to do on the podcast is you'll is you'll just flame somebody, like just just beat them to a pulp, and then it'll be at the end, you'll just be like, 
man, shout out so-and-so. <laughs> I hate you. Your horse you rode in on, you're a hoe. I can't stand you, but hey, shout out, man. Uh, yeah. Wealth and health. Wealth and health. Wealth and health, man. Stay safe, though. No, you definitely got to let people know that it's fuck you, but it ain't that serious. It ain't that deep. Yeah. No, it's not per- never personal. Never. Sometimes. Some people do, some people do like to hide behind the the cat obvies and chirp that shit. So you know what? Hey. Or a Microsoft Paint ox. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what was o- the one? Ox, you're my friend. Ox. I I'm, no I'm playing. I'm playing. Face. I have to. I, I have to. Uh, fuck that. Get his ass. Be oh, <laughs> ox school. You and ox ain't gotta be cool. Me and me and ox school. I got, got one back more. and forth. Go ahead. Steve, uh, no, not Steve Rice. You got him on my mind now. Joe Rogers is another one. This dude, <laughs> this dude, this dude DM'd me and said he was gonna send me a 3D printed bagel slicer, like a, a bagel slicing machine. And I was like, hey man, that's cool. Yeah, send that, send that my way. And then he bought the Texas to VT shirt, and then he's trashing us for making the Texas to VT shirt. And now Joe Rogers like, oh. is a customer. He's a paid customer. Yeah, like, what are you doing? It's not even that you're a fake customer. I appreciate, I pre- I, listen, I appreciate your patronage. Thank you. But don't buy, <laughs> don't, don't buy the shirt and then be like, I can't believe you guys made this shirt. Bro, it's in your closet. Or you take it. Yo, wait, hang on. Hang on. Let's, let's, let's zoom out here a little bit. Okay. Joe Rogers created that account because he's a professional troll. No That's matter right. which side you're on, he's going to. Tr- so, Bill, even though you he's think trolling you. Even though this is a you know a peace offering, hey, here's a bagel slicer, which you know I could use one of those too, Joe. Uh, he said he was gonna send us both one. He, I gave him your address. <laughs> he is a professional troll, and that is the entire purpose of the account. Sure. So I think people, you can only take so much of Joe Rogers seriously because you know the purpose of the account is to troll. Well, I can't take everybody. any of Joe Rogers because he has me blocked now. So he trolled himself. Mm. Unblock Billy. Joe Rogers, you blocking people? Unblock. Unblock, unblock me, man. Joe. Or yeah, unblock him, Joe. Unblock Joe me. Rogers, another one. Hey, Joe Rogers won the Don V Fridays uh, giveaway a couple Shout out. ago. The mayor of Don V Fridays. Shout out. The mayor of Don V Fridays. The gift card. But, but you gotta stop. Be, you, hey, listen, man. You can't be a paid customer there slandering. Come on, man. Things <laughs> like that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's funny. That's what, what else going on in the world? Who else we got to air out in VT Twitter? We might as well just air everybody out. Who else goofy? Um, <laughs> come on, Pat. Give me another. Or, or, or I'll. I, I'm. I'm rummaging through my brain right now. Who's the that's, guy? That's who, that's who what is I'm the tech fan that turned into a West Virginia fan? Oh, fame. Oh, man. man. Who was Art on Don B Fridays? He came on once. <laughs> Rip. Shout out. Art <laughs> Hey, Mark Fain, uh, ain't that the pervert dude trying to get sex on the timeline? I don't know anything hey. about that. Oh, yeah, buddy was he was big horny that night. Uh, somebody was talking <laughs> oh. about some girl on the timeline. One of these, uh, shout out to all my sex workers. Oh. Oh. I think it was a sex worker girl was talking about getting dick down. And Mark Fain was trying to, he was trying to sling that meat. Shout out to Mark Fain Jr. with your horny ass. <laughs> you need to take that type of shit to your DMs with your horn dog ass out here on the timeline fits right into that in he fits right into that uh in that fan base so maybe maybe it would- <laughs> yeah shout out to mark fane jr 
It's a oh, shame. Former Don V Friday's co-host for a day. Oh, uh, I like some of the UVA accounts. What's the one of the um, of the Ike. of the um, Ike? Of, Is it Ike? No, it's not Ike. I like Ike. Who's the? Uh, he, we'll call him heavy setted white dude. He took a mirror selfie. What's his name? Who who in New Kent? It might. Uh, he's a white guy. I don't know, but he started out cool, and then and then he got uncool really quickly. Um, I don't know these UVA Ike. fans. I don't know UVA fans existed other than Ike. I thought that was who was for Ike. Yeah, it might be. It might yeah, be. It's, it's Ike the Ike the professor. That's exactly who you're talking about. That's Ike. That's Ike. <laughs> Shout out Same Ike, person. Like, he's yeah, fu- he's like funny, man. Same person. He's <laughs> funny. I thought, fun- I thought he was funny too. So I guess no, he's he's, he's funny. I guess. Yeah, hey, man. Funny. Shout out Ike, man. Ike. Ike, you ducking me, Ike, with your scared ass. <laughs> stop, stop ducking me, bro. You and RVA, who ducking me? Y'all ducked me successfully. RVA. Talk about talk about the birth of his child. This podcast shit, way more important than family. Remember Facts. this. Facts. <laughs> you got to press the board. Anybody else? Any good accounts? Accounts that we love? Tally bands, man. I Tally. love that guy. I love, I love Tally bands. Yeah. JT, JT. Blue face. I love that. I live for the blue face uh, video that he always tweets. Yeah. And- yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. A, good, a good dude, too, behind the scenes. Yeah. A good dude yeah. behind the Thanks. scenes. Uh, my dude, Alex, at Cougar Hokey. That's my guy for real. I met Alex in real life. Good dude. Always showing love, always showing support. Shout out, shout out, shouted them out today. Brady Hess, man, he's the man. Uh, he's not as active on Twitter, he's just a great member of Hokie Nation. Diablo, Uh, man, gotta get of course. Everyone, shout out Diablo fan account. Everyone, Friday's alumni. Yep, episode ain't come out, my boy. Singleton, yep, that's right. Uh, shout out to everybody in the healthy camp prayer circle. Um, y'all are great people uh in the group chat on as well but uh I, we got we got a good discord this is my this is my this is my dove and olive leaf peace offering you can disagree with me clean slate starting today even joe rogers clean slate we're starting at level now if you do some goofy shit you're gonna go back on the you're gonna go back on the on yeah. the on the on the non non favorite list but everybody even playing field fresh start hey. Well, he's got to do his job. The Suns Discord. The Suns Discord is out. It's popping. Billy, do you want to do you want to talk about the peanut gallery? Yeah, yeah we can talk talking. about the we can talk about the peanut gallery. I mean, my pe- like people have a misconception on what that is. The peanut mm-hmm. gallery is when people get on there and they'll say things that are completely unbacked up by statistics. They'll get on there and try to analyze like like the quarterback thing this week. Everybody's like, man, that Braxton throw was trash. Man, did you see Taj Bullock throw that comeback route? That was that was a beautiful throw. Or you'll get guys get on there and talk about how the jet sweep never works. And you actually crunch the numbers and you see if the jet sweep actually works. Or guys just throwing shade for no reason. So that that's that's my peanut gallery thing. It doesn't mean if you're negative or you have a, you know, uh you're pessimistic, you're automatically in that group. Um, but yeah. if you're out here saying some goofy shit, you're gonna get the emojis every time. I promise. Yeah, you talking about Quest? Shout out Quest, the president. <laughs> oh, of the peanut I haven't gallery. heard from him. I haven't heard from Shout him. Shout out Quest, president of the Peanut Gallery. What about man. Oh, Star Max Prez? That that's guy. Quest. Yeah, that's oh, Quest. Yeah. Guy? yeah, yeah. He's offering Star right. Max. I know he's he's got like a Megatron as his profile picture. He lost uh, his, his other account. He got like banned yeah. off Twitter. That's a shame. Yeah, so that out, is a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. 
he docks his Twitter account in an attempt to get at me, and we saw some weird shit that I'm not even going to expose on the timeline. It's exposed publicly, but shout out Quest, man. That's my dog. Bad, but yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't want to hear about that. This. Yeah. Wow. Man. Oh, let me talk about one more VT Twitter account I don't like. And I ain't want to do this, but I'd I rather, bro, hear this and know it instead of thinking it's also goofy shit. I don't fuck with Edder. Your dad, Edder, your boy, Oh, man. I don't fuck with Buddy because, and 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 I, and I, I can get a little bit into it, not too deep into it, but he said the N word in his on his Twitter, and instead of saying, "Look, man, Twitter was wild back in the day. Y'all said crazy shit," because I have, he instead blocked me. I thought that was weak as hell. All, all I asked him was, "Yo, what the fuck was that?" He, all he had to say was, "Come on, man, Twitter was Twitter back in the day," and I would have said, "You right," but instead of even explaining, he blocked me. That's some whole shit. Editor, get your priorities together, my boy. Any last things before we sign off? Yeah, First off, I, I would just say, I mean, I was just, I was just straight going to say, don't say the N word on Twitter. Um, but twenty twenty one. Well, you said it was back in the day. I hey to, to Don V and Drift, Billy Ray Pat and myself. I want to say, you know, this we said it before we press record tonight. This has been a long time coming. We are huge fans of you guys. We absolutely love likewise. Don V Fridays, yes, man. Sir, Thank you so much for having us on. Like, this has been, this is one of my, you know, Pat and Billy Ray and I have been doing this podcast thing for two, almost three years now. And this is it's one of the most years. It makes you yeah, sound like it, OG if you say years. Yeah, yeah, man. We've been doing it a long time now. And th- this is one of the most fun episodes I've ever been a part of. So shout out to you guys. Man, much love, much love. And we, we as a Virginia Tech podcast community, I think we need to show each other more love. I try my best to try to show the other podcast loves, the two deeps, the uh, Boundary Corner podcast. Sure. Uh, shout out to those guys. Shout out to um, shout shit, out. so many. Texas Atlanta. So many. Yeah. yeah. Hokey hangovers out there. Hokey hangover. Chowder and grits. Did anybody say yeah. that? Like, Chowder and grits. I forgot about that. We, as a, as a podcast community, because we are a community at this point. I think we all need to do a better job of showing each other love uh, and and not just in being on each other's podcast, but just likes, a retweet. It don't cost you shit to retweet somebody's shit. It don't cost nothing to like somebody's shit. It don't cost you nothing to quote, tweet, and say, hey, man, make sure you listen. Hey, shout out to uh, my guys, Ricky, J. Diaz, who's a on the Billy Ray fuck you list. No, so no, to- no, even playing field. Even cl- we're even, starting square zero. Shout out to my guys, Ricky and Dan, just recorded a dope podcast yesterday. I heard it today. Um, uh, Transfer Portal, Tales from the Transfer Portal podcast. So we are a legit community. And um, I, I got, I, I was joking earlier about us having ops and beef. We got no ops. I got love for everybody. But Edder, when he, until he explained that shit that he did, then I ain't got no beef for nobody for real, for real. It's love. It's love on my end. I want to thank y'all from the bottom of my heart for coming on. Absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully down the road, we can do Sons of Saturday and turn that bitch up too. But <laughs> I know that's a family, 
that's a family show. So family show. We're gonna have, have to do some. We're gonna have to do some bleeping, but it's okay. It, it's nice yeah. to come out of the daylight into the underground, man. King of the underground <laughs> yeah, into the dungeon. Hey, that's all I gotta right. say is I, I like going back and forth on shit. So uh, instead of ever getting in Twitter arguments, let's just hop on the fucking mic and record a little session, hash it out. Dude. I, mean, I think that works way better. And uh, hey, post game shit, I'm in. We'll do it again sometime. Let's get whatever. the discords popping. We'll yeah. do. We'll, we'll jump do in the lives. Yeah. yeah. We'll, do, we'll do discord. discord. Yeah, yeah. The, di- the discords will definitely be popping. Twitter spaces to those to those who are uh, are new to Donvi Fridays. It's gonna be a Twitter space at the end of every game. Um, come and talk your shit. This is not going. I'm not going on that bitch to take talk stats. We won or we lost. You know that. We here to get these jokes off people. Uh. Mm-hmm. Any last thing y'all got to say before we sign out? Last thing, Don V. Last thing, Don V. Uh, I know we talked about the Bama game in 2009. I remember you Mm -hmm. you ate crow after it. What did you – did you eat raw bacon? What were – Yes. What did you consume after that game? Um, That's it. I ate a strip of turkey bacon. It was turkey bacon. Uh, uh, Yeah, raw. Because because one of them Alabama fans made a video said that – Terrence Cody was going to eat our bacon that game. And Terrence Cody, I don't know if y'all remember, he was like a nose tackle. He was like 365 pounds, Uh big man, whatever, whatever. So that's what I did. But I'm I'm not a big drinker or smoker or nothing like that. So that's all I ate. I would say, uh, yeah, can't thank you guys enough. Let's do this again. Let's win some football games. And one more collab I would love to see. I don't know if you've done it before. All about the U83 from Miami. That's my guy. He is, he used, I think he deleted all of them from the Al Golden era, but his videos after those losses were, he was just getting absolutely blacked out on his front porch, throwing glass. Just, right. that guy was hilarious. That's my guy. Like, yeah. like he, he says it all the time. I inspire his shit. That's Get that came out I'd love mind. to listen to you two go at it. That's my, that's my dog for real. Shout out to, uh, shout out to my guy, Scott. And one of those, one of them hurricanes, a real one. Not the Miami Hurricanes. He had lost his house, I um, heard his that. home, mm-hmm. and and I was telling him like, get the GoFundMe. We'll we'll. And he was like, nah, you know, we're men, we're prideful. Nah, I'm good. I just nah, fuck that. We got the GoFundMe popping. He reached his goal. Shout out to my guys. That's a good dude too. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, thank you guys. You guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, and for all you guys that uh, think you're on my shit list. Square zero. We're starting fresh. Just like the Freeze <laughs> Brothers, baby. We're I fresh. Clean. We're so fresh. <laughs> Happy Don V Fridays. We got cold drinks waiting. <laughs> hey, until yes, next week, man. God bless. <laughs>